Our second scripture lesson comes to us from the book of Joshua. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, my servant Moses is dead. Now proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the Israelites. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea in the west shall be your territory. No one will be able to stand against you in all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with all the law that my service Moses commanded. Don't turn from it to the right hand or the left, so that you may be successful wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, so you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, then you shall be successful. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. So if you were here last week, you heard a story about our family dog, Bumper that lovable, strong-willed, and not very smart dog that <laughs> was part of our lives for about 12 years. What I didn't tell you about Bumper, that yellow lab that we loved so much, is that he lived to be taken out on walks. And it was a big part of my life taking that dog out, often three or four miles a day, Bumper and I would walk. But Bumper had his quirks. And as I shared with you last week, he also had a lot of fear. And one of his fears that made going for a walk, well, shall we say interesting, is that Bumper wouldn't walk around a blind corner, okay? He wouldn't walk down a path or a sidewalk if he couldn't see exactly where it was going, if he couldn't see everything that was coming next. So imagine with me on a three or four mile walk or run, there we would be speed walking or jogging down the sidewalk at a good clip. I'd be listening to my music, deep in thought, not really paying much attention. I would turn onto a street where a bush or a sign obscured Bumper's sidewalk view, and he would just stop. I mean, literally come to a stop, plop himself down, no warning, no discussion, no hesitation. That 80-pound wimp of a dog, right, would just sit in the middle of the sidewalk by the corner. He would look up at me with those beautiful dark brown dog eyes with a smile on his face as if to say, you go first. There might be something scary around that corner. If he couldn't see the path ahead, if he couldn't see what was coming next, his fear would win the day. Silly dog, right? But watching Bumper 
living with bumper, walking hundreds of miles with bumper, it did teach me something. It taught me to pay attention to those moments, those situations when the next looms large and you must move forward without knowing what will happen or how it will turn out. It taught me to honor such moments, those times when we can't see the future, but we are called to step into it with confidence anyway. It happens all the time. When you're faced with a new job prospect or a major move, when they place that tiny infant in your arms right after the delivery, when you have to decide on a retirement date, when you receive that diagnosis, when you wake up after the funeral, that day after the funeral with a hard new reality ahead of you. It happens all the time, my friends, that we are called to move into something new, into the next, the next challenge, the next stage of life without seeing or knowing what lies ahead. Last May, I asked a young friend who was about to graduate from high school how he was feeling. And he said to me, I'm excited and scared. And I said, what are you excited about? I'm excited about moving out on my own and getting away from mom and dad. And I said, well, what are you scared about? I'm scared about getting out on my own and moving away from mom and dad. <laughs> Sound familiar? And here's the thing, these moments, these moments when we come to a blind corner in our path, when life throws a sharp turn, when the future is unclear, when the possibilities for fulfillment and trouble, for joy and distress are ripe, when we wonder what's next, these are the moments that faith matters. These are the moments that fear is a formidable enemy. Joshua and God's people, Israel, they stand at just such a moment in our scripture lesson this morning. The wilderness is behind them and the promised land is in front of them. But the next thing, it includes waging a war against people who just happen to already be in the land. The next thing includes moving forward without their great leader, Moses. The next thing means a different way of life and a new set of responsibilities. Sure, they've been led by God, protected by God, sustained by God for 40 years. But this moment is a new day with new leadership and a new mission, and there are no guarantees. So fear permeates the scene. In Matthew's gospel, we read about a paralyzed man brought to Jesus. You may have noticed this isn't Luke's version of the account with the four friends lowering their friend through the roof. No, here in Matthew, there's no roof. There's just a man laying on a bed, unable to move. There are some hopeful friends and there are some stern religious leaders watching every movement. Stern, powerful religious leaders that label this paralyzed man a sinner. 
that believe his physical ailments reveal the state of his soul. These religious leaders have the power to harm that man and to harm anyone who would help him. And that fear usually keeps people in line. But Jesus has arrived in Capernaum and a possibility of something greater, something more merciful has come to town. So the paralyzed man's friends in that moment must make a choice, not knowing what will happen next. A few of you know my father-in-law, Don Krumenacher. You may not know that he's actually my hero. Not because of his love and support, though it has been astounding for over 40 years. Not because of the example he sets before my family of commitment and faith, though it has been profound. No, dad is my hero because he has lived into his 90s and faced moments when the next thing, the future was unwanted and unclear. And yet he could continually, and he still continually, steps out in faith, day after day. About a year ago, after facing a major medical crisis, at 91 years old, dad was offered the opportunity to have a surgery which could increase his quality of life. He liked the idea of a fuller, more independent life, but as the surgeon told us, in his office, it was risky, very risky for a 91-year-old, and the doctor would make no guarantees. I remember walking out of that medical building down a dreary, dreary hallway. Is there anything drearier than the hallways of medical buildings? Dreary hallway, Al and dad and I walking deep in thought, this, this decision weighing heavy on our hearts. And we're walking down this, this dreary hallway and someone had the bright idea to make it look better, to put up some of those inspirational posters. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, those things with the flowers and the rainbows and the sunrises and the pithy quotes. And someone trying to make this place look good had just placed these posters all the way down, you know, the, the hallway. We got about halfway down the hallway and dad had to rest. He stopped in front of a poster. And as is his custom, he kind of looked up and see, saw what was around him and it caught his eye. It was right above his head. He smiled and he pointed to, pointed to it. He said, look. Look what it says, and I kid you not, here's the quote, never let fear decide your future. How's that? Never let fear decide your future. Well, the decision was made right then and there in that dreary hallway. He had the surgery and he continues to live bravely into every next thing that comes along. He's still my hero. Friends, here's the truth, and you know this truth. We can't know the future. We can't know what the next thing might bring for us, for our family, or for this church. No matter how hard we try to control our lives, order our lives, hedge our bets, we can't see around the corner. And fear, fear of what we can't know, what we can't see about the future, it is real and it is powerful. 
and it can stop us in our tracks, it can paralyze us, it definitely keeps us from moving forward. We can't know the future. But here's the good news. Our God does. Our God not only knows the future, our God holds the future. And this is no cold, aloof, uncaring deity. No, this is the God we know through Jesus Christ. The God whose love is so deep and so high and so wide that it gave us Jesus. This is the God who came to Joshua and said, don't be afraid, I will be with you. Four times in 10 verses, don't be afraid, I will be with you. Walk into the future with confidence, Joshua, not because you know what will happen, but because I, the Lord your God, I know. This is the God who walked the earth in Jesus. Jesus who told the paralyzed man and his friends, take heart, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the label that's been placed on you. Don't be afraid of the religious leaders that are watching. Walk into the future with confidence, not because you have it all figured out, but because I, I, Jesus, I have the authority, I have the power to forgive, to heal, and to work all things out. Corey Tamboom, the Christian writer and Holocaust survivor, puts it this way. She wrote, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Friends, that is faith. Trusting an unknown future to a known God. That's faith. The assurance of things hoped for and conviction of things not seen. That's faith. When you come to a corner you can't see around and you walk on with confidence. That faith took Joshua and the Israelites into the promised land. That faith redeemed a man lying on his bed, a man who took heart, who got up and who walked into a new life. And that faith is available to you, to me, to your family, my family, and to this church. That faith powers us past obscured views, daunting obstacles, and crippling fear. Beloved in Christ, Brothers and sisters, we can't see what's next. And we don't know what's around the corner. But we do know that God's love, God's mercy, God's friendship for us in Jesus Christ moves around that corner in front of us, ahead of us, first. It always has, it always will. This is where you would say amen. Thank you. I'm gonna teach you one of these days. <clears throat> so here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. The next time you're up at three o'clock in the morning, gripped with fear, you can probably text me and I'll be there, okay? The next time you are up at three in the morning, gripped with fear, fear about next things, Fear about an important decision you must make. Fear about a new chapter, a new challenge, a new season that you don't want and you maybe don't feel prepared for. Fear about what you can't know 
what you can't see. In that moment, I want you to just take one step, just one step, trusting your God who knows and sees. In that moment, I want you to take one step, just one step, trusting your Jesus who says, take heart and don't be afraid. In that moment, I want you to take one step in faith. That's all God asks, one step in faith. And let God, who is able, God who is trustworthy, handle the rest. You might have noticed that the words of Psalm 121 have appeared a number of times in our service today. Have you noticed? That's because it's my three in the morning scripture. Everyone should have a three in the morning scripture, right? Because this is the scripture I find most helpful when I'm afraid, when I'm afraid of the next or when I'm fearful about the future. Listen to these words, write them on your heart. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help, my help comes from God who made everything. The God who won't let my foot slip. The God who protects me and never falls asleep on the job. Friends, we can sleep at 3 a.m. because our God never falls asleep on the job. We can take the next step, just one step in faith, because our God won't let our foot slip. My foot won't slip, even if I can't see what's next. Your foot won't slip, even if the future is unsure. And our church, yes, my friends, our church won't slip, even with change in the air and no idea how it's all gonna turn out. No, our footing is sure because we stand on solid rock. That's the words of the old gospel. We stand on solid rock. We stand on the solid rock of salvation in Christ. We stand on the solid rock of God's power and transforming love. We stand on the solid rock of God's promises, always have always will, still do today. So take heart. Take heart because God holds the future whether you can see it or not. And with faith and with trust, all God asks you to do, all God asks this church to do is to take the next step. Amen. Amen.